Hi everyone, thank you for listening to Orify Podcast. My name is Keita Maria, a product lead at Orify, and today we invite Orify's MLA engineer, Norman Mustafa, who is called as Nax, and we will ask him how it's like to be an ML engineer at startup and how it's different from traditional application engineers. So, hello Nax. Hey Keta, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. So this is the second episode. Could you describe how it's different uh, between the ML engineer and traditional application engineers? Okay, so ML uh, engineering or maybe like in general uh, the AI developers. So this is mm-hmm. kind of a, a different paradigm of development compared to the traditional or classical programming that uh, like or the application programming that is done today in his mm-hmm. famous blog post andrej karpati called it as a software 2.0 which is like mm-hmm. uh, the more like uh, kind of you can say it's an abstract uh, software development compared to the software 1.0 in software 1.0 like more or less the application developer usually what they do is like choose a certain programming language and they mm-hmm. just uh, they code the rules in their application and the system follows those rules but in the modern mm-hmm. stack especially the machine learning uh, in this usually the idea is not to code the rules but build a system that can learn rules when later on mm-hmm. uh, the data is provided to the system so it's kind of a step uh, more advanced or maybe maybe like more abstract mm. uh, step in the software development paradigm yeah that's sound mm-hmm. and it allows like uh, solving far more like complicated problems that rule based system have failed to uh, solve so yeah that's pretty much like what makes software like machine learning different from the traditional software development i see it sound very interesting uh but i sometimes feel that uh yeah i understand that uh, the paradigm is different but uh, i don't have a clear vision of what you actually do in in your daily life so uh let's take an example uh that uh yeah let's assume that we gonna create some features uh and the let me know uh how you actually work on some new feature in application okay so yeah so this is uh something interesting so like i would like to share the example of uh, visual regression that uh, mm-hmm. yeah. i have been developing for the ortify so usually whenever i uh, i have some task or some project which i want to work on so i usually start mm-hmm. with the, just like the traditional software development gathering all the relevant requirements to see mm-hmm. like which thing has to be developed and which thing have to be uh, not developed for this certain like version of software mm-hmm. so 
yeah so and then next step is usually to figure out like which of the components of the system require machine learning and which components of the system do not require so what happens is like uh, most of the time uh, 60 to 70 percent components of the system actually do not require any type of machine learning so <laughs> those are like <laughs> called traditional components and uh, uh-huh. yeah these components usually like uh, are mostly like the infrastructuring de- deployment api development integration with other components uh-huh. so mm-hmm. yeah at this stage i think since the machine learning infrastructure is still relatively new so that's why mm-hmm. like this 60 70 percent uh, infrastructuring code is usually done by uh, machine learning engineer to ensure like the systems work correctly and there are also like some components that uh, already exist which uh, yeah which do not actually require machine learning so yeah so this is usually the case with the, any machine learning project i see yeah so you first start uh, gathering all requirements uh, that sounds really familiar even for the traditional application engineer but uh, yeah, second step yeah. sounds really interesting. So you need to figure out uh, whether it actually, you know, require machine learning or which part of the uh, spec actually require machine learning. And uh, in many cases, uh, the larger portion of the spec doesn't require any kind of machine learning. Yeah, 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 exactly. So this is something like the junior. AI engineer uh, mostly like does mistake in. So mm-hmm. what they do is like they just uh, whenever they get some task or project, they just directly mm-hmm. jump into the ML stuff and ignore the whole infrastructuring and deployment stuff because uh, this, uh... <clears throat> yeah. So this is actually the stuff which is usually more relevant in companies because uh, mm-hmm. we have to deliver products to customers so if we just yeah. spend more time on the machine learning stuff then it's usually sometimes not possible to keep these features to uh, production because uh, they require some like lots of expertise on multiple areas in computer in general mm-hmm. like traditional So the next step is usually the uh, that it depend like uh, you have to select which component you want to develop first. Like is it the machine learning components or is it the mm-hmm. uh, traditional components? In usually larger mm-hmm. team, uh, this is usually distributed. For example, the traditional components are usually given to software developers who write mm-hmm. uh, uh, the APIs and integrations. And the machine learning components are usually handled by ML teams. But uh, yeah, so in usually startups, what happens is like most of these tasks are mixed within the ML teams. So mm-hmm. yeah, mostly ML developers do the all the stuff that is required to ship a certain feature. Uh-huh. So you cannot just work on ML kind of things, but uh, you also need to prepare some infrastructure or some supporting technologies. Exactly, exactly. And, uh-huh. and it's uh, 
it is、uh, almost 60 to 70% of the whole project. Yeah,、oh. the non ML components are usually the 60 to 70%. So that's、oh. why it's usually like、uh, the mix of both uh, uh, expertise to work on、mm. certain ML projects. Yeah, sounds really interesting. So, yeah, as you mentioned, the junior engineer or some students in machine learning would never expect that, that they need to write much code about not about the machine learning, but about、uh, some, you know, the traditional things. Yeah, exactly. Like when I started like、uh, my own job or like、mm-hmm. the Uh, the final year semester project、uh, in my university. So I did the same mistake because I was so eager to use machine learning and stuff. I forgot、uh-huh. to, how, how much the non traditional,、uh, like, sorry, how much the traditional development is required for a machine learning project. So I, when、mm-hmm. I did not focus on those components, it was really hard to add,、uh, show to off. What I have built to the、uh, higher management. So it's usually like、uh, the mistake that uh, new, uh, new people in this field do.、Uh-huh. I see. So, yeah, let's go back to the example of visual regression. So,、uh, what are you going to do first when you start working on? Ah, so, I'm sorry. So, you gather the spec of the visual regression things,、uh, which is you know, to test some screen in the test、uh, is the same as the expected state or not. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. When, yeah, when you start working on it, what you gonna do first after you gather the. Okay,、spec? so after, after like gathering. The specs and requirements, and also like、uh, figuring out which components to、uh, do the machine learning and which are the like traditional components. So,、mm-hmm. next step is usually to start with the, some components. So, if for example, I'm starting with ML components, so、mm-hmm. I would start with the look for some classical implementations. So, as you can、mm-hmm. see, like there is.、Uh, Two paradigms, even in the AI as well. So, there is the,、mm-hmm. this classical AI, and there is this modern AI which uses machine learning and deep learning as its foundation.、Mm-hmm. So, the classical AI has a lot of research and、uh, like lots of、uh, pre built methodologies that are、mm-hmm. very useful, even like they, they beat sometimes the, uh, sorry, the deep learning system in certain areas.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I start with the finding if I can solve this problem with those、uh, traditional AI components. So, for example, with this uh, uh, visual regression, so first step was to look for some technique that uh, uses, uh, that does not require any deep learning. Since it's very simple task, so I went for the pixel wise difference. Which is very simple. You just subtract one image from other and the other from the first to form a general like、uh, difference. So it's not very complicated. And then.、Uh, so <clears throat> you start from the simplest solution. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's. 
always like not the best answer but it gives uh, the engineer confidence that is required to like move step by step in the further up the chain yeah exactly so the next step is to for example in this case i had to mm-hmm. like uh, figure out the problems with what i have developed so for example pixel wise difference has a major problem with the uh, scale and uh, translation invariance because if mm-hmm. you slightly shift the screenshots left or right it can cause huge differences in the output which we definitely uh-huh. don't want to show because of the if 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 slight scroll even happens it can cause the our whole output to be like just smudges and yeah the people won't be able to figure out uh, what is actual difference so the next step is definitely uh-huh. to fix the problem that this has and for that i used an another traditional uh, component of a computer vision that is uh, mm-hmm. called feature matching which allows you to align two images based on like certain properties and then uh, after aligning two i can compute the difference and the difference is like far better compared to the previous uh, case so mm-hmm. yeah in in this case it's it i have removed all the problems of the previous uh, pixel wise difference while attaining the same uh, uh, you can say same level of quality in the pixel wise difference but still it's not the <clears throat> uh, the ideal solution uh, so mm-hmm. it it has its own flaws and drawbacks so the next step is usually to go to move to the deep learning paradigm i see so you start from the simplest solution and then move on to the uh no are uh, you you're gonna try to fix the biggest problem it has and see the yeah, result yeah, and yeah. think about the next step mm-hmm. so it sounds like really a progressive process to yeah it's you know, more like again the classical development where we mm-hmm. have like we implement a certain feature then we have certain bugs and then we use mm-hmm. those bugs and figure out what's wrong and fix the system and then push it so in machine mm-hmm. learning uh, sorry in general AI, like classical ai it's the same but instead of the bugs it is the mm-hmm. general issues with the system that uh, are like not desirable for example uh-huh. the difference so yeah mm-hmm. the bugs are always there like the classical bugs are still <laughs> there but on top mm-hmm. of that we also have like uh, the logical issues or maybe like undesirable outputs so yeah mm-hmm. that also have to be fixed on top of these aha uh-huh. yeah that part uh, sounds really interesting and uh yeah, yeah. i also want to yeah continue to uh discuss about the deep learning part but uh, we are running out of time so let's uh discuss about it in the next episode yeah that <laughs> okay so yeah thank you for listening and uh, if you have some things you want to ask or you you want to be discussed in this channel please reach out to us in from twitter uh, orify hq and yeah please wait for the next episode bye 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 bye